Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven days. Hope you've been doing well. Seems like things are getting a little hectic out there, but, you know, that's just the way the world is, I guess. Say, uh, wanted to let you know, there's another Bardic group that popped on by. They said they're gonna leave a promo at the very end of the episode, whatever that means, I don't know. But they're from the 20 Saturn Adventure. It's a, apparently it's a space opera. You should give them a gander, the Sparta group. They talk about tales flying through the stars and going to different planets and such. Seems pretty interesting. You should probably go see Wing over though. He gets real angry when I stop here and talk to you. Oh, hey there, travelers. Welcome. Yes, it's been quite the time, hey? Last time we saw our poor heroes, they were just sitting down having a nice meal and BAM! Dead body. Oh, every time. It's just so gross. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I've been doing pretty good, Travelers. Uh, it's been nice. The weather's actually starting to take a turn for the better, which is good, you know. A lot of slush around, but at the same time, at least I could still just get out there and stop and not need all of this heavy clothing anymore. Uh, so we got a few, few little things here. Uh, some Michael already told you about the 20-sided adventures, so that's good. Thanks for taking my job, Michael. That's fun. Uh, oh, travelers, if you ever want to just hop on now into the shop down the street, the Easy Dice Roller, they're pretty grand. I really enjoy this dice tray I have, this Cthulhu-esque one. They have some wonderful symbols that you can choose to make your own custom dice tray and dice bag, so why don't you go over there and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE and go get yourself 10% off. It's pretty rad. So, we have Melvin over here again. Melvin, would you want to talk to everyone? Thank you so much, Wingover. I always enjoy bringing my splash of personality to your show. Hi everyone, Melvin here. Just wanted to let you know, you can use these magical sound effects from BattleBards.com to really bring some flair and life into your show. Have things like an alchemical shop set up Maybe even some wonderful one-liners from some shopkeepers you want to use because you don't like doing voices. They have all sorts of fun things. Alright, alright, Melvin, alright. Hey, my god, yeah. Go on down to BattleBards.com, travelers, and use the promotion code BALLAD7DICE and you'll get 15% off your subscription. I always wonder if the other bards get intent sent to them from BattleBards. We always have people dropping by and spinning us a little tale, telling us things, and I always wonder if other people travel around there saying like, oh look, it's my battle bud intern, the great A star, and you know, they're getting all the cool people, and maybe it's just because I got the last senate uh, group in, in battle bud eaten by a beholder that they're, they're doing this to me, I don't know. Well, no sense thinking about it. Anyways, where Death Shift was last, they were looking at a dead body, and they're about to do some investigations. So let's go take a look. And I give you the Elithid Games, part three. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and, and Chosen of the Antifa. 
Hi, uh, I'm Humberto and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Previously on Ballad of the Seven Dice, our heroes went over to Ima Orlick's mansion for a dinner party, and they were given quite the offer. After eating all of his food and drinking all of his wine, they decided to go back to the headquarters to think on this. They tried to somewhat successfully break into Astoria's office while she was gone to get more information, as well as read through the books in the headquarters library slash commons room. What they found seemed to be in their favor, and that Ima Orlick himself was, in fact, a good person. As they walked outside, we begin our tale as they walk outside, and you found a dead guy strung up on a pole with a black snake stuffed in his mouth, and his arms and legs had numerous cuts on them draining out his blood. Okay, so I'll repeat what I told the group. Um, that it's very awkward that uh, the cult would send us a message like that, considering that it's very clear their signature is having that huge smile. So why would they do that? Why would they try to send us a message showing that it was the cult that did that? They're toying with us. Uh, yeah, sure. They're sh showing their dominance right now. They're trying to goad us into fighting them. I understand that. But it's it's not like... Well, the way Orlek explained us is that this cult is actually reverenced by some people here. right? They don't know that this cult is evil. So why would they do something like that? Well, there's the snake, right? Well, but there's the smile. There's the What? What? Wait. I know. I know. So there's there's a dead person with a smile carved in his face, with a snake. They're trying to frame Imer because the snake is a symbol of his of his house, right? And if, with the smile on his face, they're gonna make it look like that Imer did it. Yeah, but it's a dead snake. Dead or alive, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a dead snake would show like sort of disrespect to the house. People aren't necessarily smart, though, and they're going to try and associate that with him. They know, the cult knows that we visited him. Like, for example, if your family crest was an owl, and I killed an owl and threw it on the ground in front of your family. CSI Sanctuary. Dun -dun. Well, no, but that, I'm just using that as an example, right? Like, I do understand what you're saying. It's just because we're in a very, again, complicated situation. And we're about to be sided with a house that we don't know. I mean, okay, you guys had... Well, Dan, the more the time house. we waste, the more people that get killed. We had, I'm heading over to the... I'm heading over <laughs> to Einrich Oryx. 
He's gonna know yeah, about let, this. Let's not think. Let's not think. Let's just do. I'm heading out. All right. I've had enough of this. Before before we leave, I'll, I'll investigate the body. Uh, actually, he doesn't have anything on, right? He's basically naked. That's right. Actually, I'll use medicine, like which is the closest thing I would have, like compared to forensics. So I got twenty-three. Nice. So looking over this body, you can see that there's a lot of sloppy work done here. You can see, obviously, he was jerking away. Uh, he was trying to fight against it. You see rubbed raw on his wrists. He was obviously trying to escape his bonds. So whenever all this was done, unfortunately, it seems he was still alive. So he was tortured. So, yeah, I'll tell that the, the group that. And I'll remove the, the snake. So you're pulling this snake out, and it comes out with a little bit of work, and it seems they've just shoved it down his throat. It's about two feet in length. Jeez. Ugh. Okay, so is the snake similar to, the, like, the house? Like the Orlek house? It looks to be the same snake, yeah. Can I um, identify the snake? Okay, so now that I've googled snakes for about 15 minutes, it is a really <laughs> long black adder. And I know someone's going to go and message me and be like, Actually, there's no black adders that long. They're usually 8 to 12 inches. Actually, a black adder is actually for 2.5 Your podcast sucks! That's the worst! You don't know what snakes are! <laughs> This is what happens when you let non-professionals talk about snakes. You have to have a background in snakeology and shit in order to do a podcast about snakes. It's a really long Mr. Bean. <laughs> you just pull him out of there. He's still got that turkey on his head. <laughs> We've been doing this shit for a year and we finally got you. Black Adder podcast now. So you find a Black Adder. Okay, can I roll the dices to see, like, what else? Okay, so seven. I know it's his name. You don't know much about black adders, thank God. So what I'll do is I'll put the snake inside, um... Would I have, like, a bag or something? Yeah, we'll say you have, like, a cloth sack or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to do. So I'll just put uh, the snake in the sack. And so the snake goes in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep picturing Mr. Bean. This is just going to fuck me up this whole session. It's got a feeling it's going to be like a cop movie now where it's like Kel starts to lose cannon and... And Bordon's just going, game over, man. <laughs> no, he's like, the, he's like the straight cop. Kel starts to... I feel like Bordon's the cop who has way too much coffee and it's like, it's the government just coming after you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie's like the like the he's like from Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. And MZ's like this. Which one? Yes. Really? Because I I pictured him as a very calm Alex Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we're done with our snake podcast and our cop yeah. podcast. What do you guys do with this situation before you? It's still fairly early in the morning. Can we notify the... Is there any guards nearby we can notify? 
You haven't seen any, but you could probably go find some. Well, I'm going to look for a guard and let him know what's going on. I'll make a little pray. You know, quick prayer. And Ronnie and MC? Um, I don't really have any plans. Is my suit ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, he said it would be a couple of days, and it's been one, so maybe. <laughs> One's almost a couple. <sighs> He's really excited about that fucking suit. <laughs> it's all I got going on. <laughs> all it's right? going to be destroyed in no time. That's I'm just saying. MZ, what are you doing? I'm gonna just look around and see if there's anyone, like, watching. You know, like, as if a cultist is watching to see our re reaction. Sure. Roll me a perception. 18. MZ, you don't see anyone on this street, like, at all. It is really dead, which is a bit weird to you, honestly, because usually there's a few people walking down. And Kelsar, it takes you about five minutes of wandering around the streets to find a couple guards. And when they see that body strung up, they just reel back. Oh my god, what is this? That's horrific. This is, well, I mean, my first guess would be a murder, but what do you guys think? <sighs> it looks like some ritualistic sacrifice. Oh. You know, that was going to be my second... From a cult. That was going to be my second guess. One of the guards just immediately throws up, and the other one looks at the lot of you. Someone help me get this body down. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you. And as you're getting the body down, you look at the post, and you see someone must have just slammed this down into the ground. Like, there is cracks all in the street, like, it, as if someone really powerful did this. What the hell is that? Did some ogre come around here? This was the activity of the cultists. This city is getting worse. Yeah, I want to ask you, what's happened in the last two weeks? Why is there a lot less people walking around in the city now? Well, yeah, there was some weird insect creatures last week that were chasing these two guys and a wolf woman. There was a lot of deaths with that one. It was really unfortunate. Oh, I, I have no idea about that. Um, and there's, there's always strange things going on. Strangely, a lot of the guards are being shifted around them. Not too sure why they're doing that one, but... Yeah. Oh, hey. Tim, can you go back, tell Detective Billowin and Detective Misha about this? It's another one of those weird things. I think they're going to want to see it. And you see the other guy just give a thumbs up and start jogging away. The people are afraid, obviously. I mean, that makes sense, considering what's going on. People are terrified, yes. We gotta put a stop to this. Getting tired of waiting. You're not the only ones who want that kind of thing. People are getting real tired of all this shit. Hey, do any of you have like a blanket or something you can grab from your headquarters just to put over the corpse? It's it's disturbing. Um, I can look for one. Yeah, burn it on, look for one, please. Okay, so I'll go back to the headquarters. So it doesn't take long. You just run back in the headquarters and grab a blanket off one of the bunks. And as you get back out, you put it over. Just a few minutes later, some more guards come by to come take the body away. So, when you guys came outside, it's just the body was here and that was it? There was no one else? Yeah. Correct. Alright, we'll take it from here then. Thank you for your help. Thank you. Thank you. I want to head out to uh, 
time or, or, or like, and like, let them know what happened. Because this is obvious. Sorry, I thought we were going to the vulgar unicorn to eat. We don't have time. I don't have. To, we don't have time for that. I'll uh, as we're on our way there, I'll open up uh, one of my rations and I'll split it with uh, Orodon. Thank you. Never thought I'd say this, but we don't have time to eat. The longer we wait, the more danger I'm or Orlik is, is in. So it doesn't take long. You guys quickly go back to Imer Orlik's mansion and you go through the gate, go up to the door, give it a quick knock. You're just finishing up eating your rations. And it doesn't take a long time like last time. It seems like someone was pretty close to the door and you hear all these locks being undone. The door quickly opens and you see the older butler. Ah, yes, welcome. How can I help you? And he looks very frazzled. Where's Imer Orlik? He's in danger. Do come in. Just sit in the waiting room there. Thank you. I'll have someone bring you some refreshments. And you look over in the waiting room and all the decanters have been refilled. Thank you. Thank you. And he locks each of the locks with the key and then puts it quickly in his pocket. Some tiny finger food gets brought by, little sandwiches and vegetables and such. And after a little bit, Imar finally shows up. I eat it, but I eat it, but in a hurried motion, like... Like, a, in a stern motion, like, I... Stuff your face. But, like, with a stern look. <laughs> Focused eating. Yes. Focused stern. So after you guys have eaten a large portion of this food, Imer Orlik uh, comes on in, and you see that he has a large bruise on the side of his face, and he looked just absolutely disheveled. Imer, what happened to you? Um, let's take this into the other room. Uh, come with me, please. And he leads you down a couple hallways with the other butler. And you guys make it to this room where there's a few pool tables, there's overstuffed chairs, bookcases lining the walls, a large family portrait. And he nods to the butler and the door closes behind all of you and him as well. And you hear the doors lock on the other side. What happened to all of you? Why are you here so early? There was a murder. And we think it might be related to you. Not that not saying you're a suspect, but the person was basically crucified. And he had a smile, like the cultist smile cut into his face. As well as a black adder shoved down his throat. The same symbol as your, as your house. So, and I show him the snake. Who lives across from you? He goes very pale. Uh, the house across the way was just purchased. I'm not sure by who yet, it was just the other day. No one's moved in yet, though. Well... Wait. I, uh, I saw someone in there yesterday when I was leaving. It was a woman, I believe, and she was standing there. It was obviously one of the cultists, the way that she smiled and then quickly shut the... The Roll an insight, all of you. That's two twenty-one. I got twenty-four fucking insight. Well, mine's thirteen. Seven. So Kelsar, you're the only one that really notices this, but every so often you see Imar nervously look at the door, and he's kind of positioned himself so that he's always facing it and able to stare towards it naturally, but he just seems really on edge. Why are you looking at the door like that? I'm 
I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting comfortable. Was he... You said he was beat up? Yeah, he's got a large bruise on the side of his head. And he keeps looking at the door? Heinrich? Oh, may I be able to ask something of you all? What? Would you be able to stay the night? As soon as he asks for that, asks that, I uh, have my hands ready, as if like I'm about to take my swords out, and I ask him if there's someone in this house. Like if Kelsar keeps catching him looking at the door, he's all beat up and everything. The way he's looking at you, his eyes are very wide and almost pleading as he stares, but his voice is very calm. No, MZ, I'm fine. There's no one else here. I'm just worried about the cult coming in the next few nights. It's definitely likely, but Einar, if we're going to be working together, and if you want to stay alive, I need you to be honest with us. Can I make a move silent towards the door? Yep. And we're also intimidate. Yeah, sure. 24 to move towards the door quietly. 18. Okay, so we'll do MZ first. So, MZ, as you creep up to that door, you are completely silent. There's enough noise from these guys talking that your steps are easily overshadowed. What is it you want to do when you get up there? I want to hear if there's somebody standing on the other side of the door. Make me a perception. Ah, fuck. A natural one. This door is very solid oak, and you just can't hear anything through it at all. Okay. Kelsar, what did you do to intimidate this man? Is he like on a chair or something? Like a pillow behind him? He's leaning against a bookshelf. Okay, well I'm gonna punch the bookshelf behind him and, and like like a badass like Listen, Einhar, cut the shit. We need to find out what's going on. If you wanna live through the night, you gotta be honest with us. Alright, no more of the secrecy. No more of looking through doors or any of this. We need to know what happened. May I talk to the group? Like, may I just group the party and talk to them, like, whispering? You see that Imar looks terrified at Kelsar right now. So, maybe he is reliable, but maybe he's being forced to set a trap for us. And, I mean, okay, you guys will keep saying I'm a warrior ward, but it's pretty clear... This guy's terrified and the bruises and like the house being locked up all the time maybe he's a prisoner here as well you know mm. um yeah i agree with ordon i don't know if that's 100 percent accurate but i think something is going on um i'm gonna use misty step and move through the door sure I've seen that hall, so I can move 30 feet, and I'll move so that I'm I'm somewhere in that hallway. So, MZ, you take this mist-like form and go under the door and appear a little further down the hallway, and you see the older butler who you first saw, his back is towards the door, and he was just staring forward, and when he looks over and sees you, he just looks startled. Oh, um, uh, sir, yes, do you need to go back in? Um... Here, I don't know how you got out. Here, let me help you. And he takes his key out and opens up the door to the study. All right, well that was something. I don't know. I thought I, my, I don't know. 
Is everything all right, young lord? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Everything's fine. Yes, thank you. What I'll do is I'll detect evil. So you cast this spell and focus your mind in this area. And everyone around you, they don't seem to hold any of these properties, any of these strange creatures. But this radius around you starts giving you a strange feeling. You can feel it in the air. You can feel it all around you, but you're just not sure where it's coming from exactly. Okay, it's like it's faint. I'll group, I'll group the group. <laughs> Just get everybody together and I'll tell them that, like that I've used Detectivo and I can sense there is like an entity here. I, I, didn't, I cannot pinpoint where and uh, I don't know if it is an aberration or like a fiend or an undead, mm. but there is something going on here. All right, Ronnie and Emzy, you be facing it. Roll me an insight check. Am I still in the hall? Yeah, you're still in the hallway. You're just facing towards the butler and a little bit closer so you can hear everyone talk. Like, I I was still trying to think of something. I didn't have him open the door and I didn't go in the room. Oh, he was flustered and opened the door. He thought you needed to go in. Oh, I was thinking... Bash him over the head and take the key. I was, yeah, I was thinking about asking him to open the door for me. And then as he started to unlock the door, I was going to take the key from him. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to grab the butler then. Okay. Yeah, sure. And roll an insight while you're doing that as well. I got a nine. All right, right on. So you just grab onto this old man. Hang on, that was my... Oh, I know. That was your insight. It's just he's not fighting back with the grapple. He's this elderly man. Yeah. Okay, that was my... So you just grab onto him. And, sir, sir, what are you doing? I'm taking the key. Sir, why do you need the parlor key? Sir, why did you need the parlor key? <laughs> you gotta fucking open it for you. I just opened up the parlor. Is everything all right, young lord? What's happening? Bordon, what do you sense? And you see Imar just looks terrified. He's looking at you guys, his hands are up, like he's trying to motion for you to be quiet, and he's just damn near pleading. Imar, is there any rooms in, in this manor that are perhaps cursed? No, Kelsar, there are no cursed rooms in this building. Everything is fine, right? Yes. And you see him nodding his head up and down like... <laughs> Yes, please. It, it, oh my goodness, it's, it's so, stop. Yeah, it's clear, guys. Let's all just be quiet. Be quiet. Yeah. So we all have a bad case of, like, PTSD going on or something? like <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You have this old man in a headlock, and Imar's just really trying to get you guys to quiet down, and you keep seeing him look back and forth around him. It's like, yes, and then it's no, and... It's hot and cold. He's scared. He's uh, he's not scared. His voice was calm and collected when he spoke the first time, but his eyes were very pleading and scared when he asked you to stay the night. 
So what what he's doing is he's <laughs> asking, asking for a help. <laughs> he's asking for a goddamn help. I don't know what you want. <laughs> no, he wants our that help. Dick. He, he wants our help, but he does not want the other people to know that he's asking for our help. So he's letting us know that there's something wrong without letting the other people that have this guy as a prisoner inside his own house to know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for saying it, Borodon. You guys are saying this out loud, and just Imar's face <laughs> is so pale. <laughs> oh, that was just a misunderstanding. Yeah, sure, we'll stay the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't. I did not say that in the game. I said that, you know, like, oh. yeah, because I mean, I was trying to keep people quiet. Okay, then all you guys are still confused, and Enzi's still holding on to the old man. Yeah, me and Robert are real fucking dumb. You gotta slow this one down yeah. a bit, Bordon. Yeah. Alright. So you guys are confused. Bordon seems like he's the only one who knows what's going on, but isn't saying anything, and Imar is just trying to get you guys to settle. Okay, well, I give the key to Bordon, and I just say, as long as we're here... We have the key. I let's let Einhard, I'm gonna let Einhard down and give him a kiss on the forehead. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Everything's gonna be alright. I'm not gonna be shuffled around room to room, being locked in a room. If something happens, then you know. Why don't I go get some of the other attendants? This is turning into a very high tension situation. Other attendants. Do you let him go? He's trying to push away from you, Enzi. Yeah, he has other attendants for it on. Don't you remember the lady? Oh, okay. Yeah, and you've seen a few guards and other servants around. We're the worst fucking cops ever. I guess the situation needs to diffuse a little bit, so I'll, I'll let go of him if he's, like, trying to pull away. Yeah. He looks a little rattled as he stands up, and he's straightening his suit and straightening his pants. Oh. <sighs> Actually, I'll, I I want to go with him. All right. Um, come this way, sir. I'll go too. You. Uh, all right. Sure. <laughs> certainly. You two, please stay back and protect the young man. So, yeah, I'll protect him. I got I got to earn my trust with him again. So this older man leads you down a few halls, and you pass by the dining hall and make your way down to an area near the kitchen, probably a place where the servants would just go to relax, hang out. And you see the young maid who was there the night before, as well as one of the guards sitting down at a table. They're just relaxing. And in the back, you see a few cooks that are just getting a few meals ready. Mm, yes, it seems these people here would like some keys to the estate. And the young man kind of looks angrily at the two of you. Why do you need that? Because as long as we're guests here, you're going to play by our rules. That's a very confusing statement yeah. right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna mind fuck him. <laughs> Unless I hear this from the young lord himself, I will not be giving keys to these individuals. They could be potential threats. Okay, so how can we establish trust? I mean, I know I didn't do a good job of that earlier, but how can we establish trust? I mean, I'm very strong. I've proven that to you. Yeah, I feel like MZ's stress level is going up, and maybe he does have a little bit of PTSD. Probably. You've been ripped open twice. Yeah. You know what? 
I'm just gonna take the keys. No, no, MZ, no. So you're just gonna go up to him and try to get the keys off him? Yeah. That is a terrible idea. Alright, roll me a grapple check. 21. <laughs> We're very bad at being subtle. So you rush out to him and you grab onto him and it's this lock you have at the moment and you're just, give me the goddamn keys and he's just trying to push back. You people are just as dangerous as the cultists! And the woman steps away screaming and the chefs turn around going, what is going on? MC, what the hell are you doing? Oh my god. Yeah, this is not establishing trust. So, do I have the keys? Make me one more check because you're now trying to get them out of his pocket. Uh, ten. So you can't get the keys, but you still have them in a hold, and he's just doing everything he can to pull away from you. I'll tell him that he needs to give us the keys. Our safety, our I'm not safety you comes first. Give me the goddamn keys. Bordon and Ronnie, you see that Imar is so stressed. He's walking back and forth, his hands are on his head. There's a large crack on his bookshelf from where Kelsar punched it, trying to scare him up. Strong. Well, so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems you're not ones for subtlety. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, they don't understand. You know, like those signs, you know? Well, I didn't want any of the other staff members knowing what we were doing, but I guess that's too late now. Last night, Someone came into my room. I don't know who, but they beat me till I was almost unconscious. And then I heard a voice in my head. It whispered, They won't be able to save you. You are ours now. Your life is forfeit. And they struck me again, and I was unconscious, just until shortly before you arrived. So are, are you okay? I mean, I'll just use medicine on him. Just to see his wounds. You can see under his clothing, because he kind of put them on really quickly and then put some makeup over to hide these different bruises, but there are so many different bruises on him, and it just looks like he's been severely beaten. Okay, so I'll just... 20 plus... I have a lot of medicine. So 22. There's not a whole lot you could do for the bruising, but you do find some ice that was sitting in a bucket for drinks, and you're able to apply it with some cloth to just help ease the pain and kind of numb the areas for the bruising. I'll use Cure Light Wounds on him. Sure, roll it. So, ugh, five. So you see a number of his wounds just start fading away. He still has a few bruises here and there, but they look a lot lighter, like they've healed for a few days. Oh, thank you. I'm, I've been so frazzled. I didn't even realize you are a man of the cloth. Thank you very much, Bordon. It's okay. I mean, I was doubting you at first, but seeing you like that right now, we need to help you. Bordon! I can't get a fucking read on you. <laughs> oh, he's evil. I'm going to scare the shit out of him. Oh, no, he's good now. Ronnie, what are you doing while all this is happening? Uh, you guys are punching people. I'm not. I wasn't punching him. I was punching books. Yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm also not punching people. Um, I didn't punch him. I I did not hit him, Bladon. It's bullshit. I did not hit him. I did not. Oh, hi, Ronnie. 
<laughs> I like that Ronnie's mark. <laughs> so, Ronnie, what are you doing right now? Um, man, there's really nothing I can do to help. Uh, <laughs> Would you help yeah, anyways if you could? <laughs> no, not really. Well then, uh, I'm just gonna hang. I'm just gonna hang out and waste a turn, I guess. So what I'll say is, Roni, can you please like investigate this room just to see if there's something wrong or something is listening to us? Sure, I'll give it a shot. Uh, okay, guess I'm gonna roll for this. Thank you. My plus zero to that. <laughs> Fifteen. Oh wow, that's a good roll. Mm -hmm. So you start investigating around the room, and you start looking through just books, just kind of lazily going through, kicking things, and then you read a bit of the room and see that you have to be a little more serious with this. So you actually start going through, and the one thing that catches your eye is a large portrait, and as you come up to it, you see that the uh -huh. eyes are actually staring at you, and when you move left and right, oh, they're following you. And that creepy feeling starts to set in. I'm gonna do the three stooges eye poke. Okay, <laughs> roll it. God damn it. What am I rolling? <laughs> so wrong. It was supposed to be a serious game. Just roll me a straight up attack. 16. Alright, so you go and you stab your fingers right into those eyes. And the gross part is, is they don't move. They don't try to get out of the way. They just go right in, and it is gross. Ew. They are just blinking wildly, madly. There's a bit of blood coming down, and they're just trying to look every other way, trying to clear their eyes. Board on! Help! MZ <laughs> <laughs> and Kelsar. Emzy, come on! Cut the Give shit Give me the off. goddamn keys! Fucking let go of the keys! <laughs> oh, let go of the keys! This is not helping! Emzy, you suddenly feel a knife stab into your back. A knife goes into me? Right into your back. Not from this guy, though. You take four points of damage. As you quickly turn around to get a glance at what just happened, and you see that maid standing there, frightened, wide-eyed, holding on to a kitchen knife with blood going down her hands. You... you let go of him right now. I just... I, I look at her. I look at Kelsar. I look back at this guy. I guess, um... There's a lot of people staring at you right now. Like, everything is going bullet time. Yeah. Like the adrenaline pumping. Yeah, the adrenaline's going right now. Can I roll the grapple MZ? Yeah, you definitely can. I'm going to do that. So, 18 total. And MZ, make me an athletics check. You're currently at disadvantage since you're just grappling this guy right now. No matter what, I think I just lost, right? Yeah, he beat you. Yeah. So, Kelsar, you grab onto MZ and knock into the two of them. And as a result, you knock into the maid and the knife goes flying, clattering onto the ground and she screams and she quickly does that crab walk backwards and knocks into a shelf. And, I, and I'll just grab the keys. I, I'll just... <laughs> You're no better than I am. So you grab the keys from the guy? 
no, I, I, no, okay, no, okay, so MZ doesn't have the keys. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna tell, like, I'm just gonna tell, like, MZ, calm the fuck down! So, Kel sorry, while you're holding on to MZ, you look down at your hand and you see blood, and it's MZ's blood. He's bleeding right now. And then I, I guess I'll, uh, cure light wounds on him. So, uh, so I heal four. So, MZ, you're back at full. Okay. Heals, I'll, I'll let go, like, I'll stop, I'll stop. I just... We're in a fucking house, and they're locking every room that we're in. And PTSD, okay? It, it kicked uh, I, off. I, I, okay, it kicked no, off. No, no it, it's cool. It's cool, MZ. Just maybe... Maybe you should just go with the other guys. Maybe just... Maybe, you know, maybe just cool off, okay? MZ... Okay. Hey. Okay. Right. Cool. Just, just go cool off. For... I'll take a very, I'll take, take a real, real slow walk. I need you to just go, just sit in the corner and think of, think what you did. Okay. You were like pointing at your eyes and then pointing at his eyes. You know, like I see you. <laughs> no, no. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> just gonna talk to him like a mom. Just be like, okay, I want you to go to the corner and just think about what you did. Okay. No, 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 I I'm saying, like, MZ was doing that oh. to, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, MZ, you're kind of dragging your heels a bit. Like, this whole situation has just been so fucked up. It is fucked up. And you, yeah, you just can't take this house. This whole house has been so weird. You're used to things being straightforward, not everyone just talking around subjects, messing around with your head. And you're used to going, hunting an illithid, killing an illithid, going back. And as you're walking, you see a door creak open down this hallway. And then a head pops up. The skin on their face is tight. The eyes yellowed. The gray scraggly hair. And you hear... Hello, MC. I charge. I charge. So you boot open this door. You look around the room. And there's nothing there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just looking in an empty room. There's nothing there. I'll, I'll just yell like, Where are you? Oh, you know where I am. And it's coming from the room behind you. I'll uh, go to that room, I guess. So you go, and you kick open the door, and you look around this room, and you see all the furniture in here is covered in dust and you look back to the hallway you were just in and that's covered in dust as well the wallpaper in the hallway is actually peeling and you blink your eyes and realize there's no lights in here you've been using your dark vision this entire time you take a quick look around you see the family portraits that are on the wall are curling upwards from moisture damage you see the scones that would hold torches, candles, anything like that, are rusted. Looks like they're falling off. There's dust floating in the air. Everything looks destroyed. You look over towards Kelsar back in the kitchen, and you see he's standing there in this decrepit room with rotting food and rusted cookware, having a conversation with no one. No one is there in that room with him. And as your mind is racing, you're trying to put together what the hell is going on. You hear this voice in your head. 
You're mine now, Githyanki. Travelers, that got crazy. First, everything's like, oh, hey, what's up? We're just doing some investigation. And then it's like, give me the keys. Give me the keys. Oh, my goodness. I, I didn't even know what was going to happen there. It was so tense. I haven't seen MZ act like that since Kelsar ate all the stuffed pastries and didn't even leave him one. Oh, well, Travelers, I guess you and I both know don't go to spooky houses where they're locking all the doors. Because the last thing we need is for people just to be like, surprise, and just attack us or something and try to take our over. Oof. Sorry I'm flustered. That was, that was something. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's tale, travelers. We had a lot of fun making this one in particular. It got real cray-cray. And that's, that's what we really like to do, you know, just really get out there. But if you want to toss some support our way, you should head on over to the iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get our name out there and make people go, Ooh, Baron of the Seven Dice wouldn't mind checking out that one. Maybe even hop on over to our Patreon. You can throw a couple gold pieces in there for old Wingover. We got lots of fun things there like audio journals. There's a one shot there. We're going to be adding another one soon. Uh, a lot of PDFs of homebrew creatures, all sorts of fun things. Go give it a gander. Well, travelers, I must be running. I have quite a few things to do today. As always, I bid you adieu. Hi, everyone. I'm Sito, the AI aboard the Miss Lily. I'm sorry to interrupt your regularly programmed podcast, but I wanted to tell you about my family who star in the 20-Sided Adventures podcast, a D&D 5e space opera. You have Captain Botchus. What? Are you recording, Cito? He's a good guy, but he needs to work on his hugs. Hey! There's Nora. Yes? Do you need something, Cito? She's a beautiful princess who can kick butt. Aw, thank you! And Daythorn. Hmm? Ready for a story, Sito? Oh! She's super smart and reads lots of books. You can catch our space adventure right now and then every Wednesday starting in March. Okay, gonna start without you. Ah, uh, coming! Are we reading about the lost ones?